Ben sounds. Sorry, I had to conceal a burp. Uh, <laughs> ben ben uh, sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ben sounds like a real. <laughs> And welcome to Fairy Tale Fix, the podcast where I, Kelsey, and I, Abby, <laughs> read classic fairy and folk tales from around the world, and then we fix them for a modern audience or however we think it would have been more entertaining to us, mm-hmm. which yep. is that last Our one. chief demographic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ourselves. <laughs> Oh, and I am so excited to do another episode. Um, so as you, our listeners probably are aware, unless you know you're listening to this way later, this episode's a little late. <laughs> we yep. have been super fucking busy, and yep. si- Abby's been sick at one uh-huh. point. Oh, I know, but she's feeling better. Yes. Looking so and looking sick. amazing. So Thank beautiful. You. You're gosh, glowing. You, you're looking so beautiful. I was actually thinking that over the weekend when we were Aww. on with Redacted. Uh, <laughs> but I was just thinking, gosh, Kelsey's so pretty. Look Aww. at her hair. Look at her eyes. Look, Look at, at her adorable hair. nose. Look at your beautiful, She's so beautiful. Smile. <laughs> we're just so good looking. It's ridiculous. We are so good looking. Really? Ugh. But yeah, I'm super pumped. We recorded the episode that comes out next uh, before this one because scheduling, scheduling. conflicts. <laughs> and uh, we have some very special guests for our first episode of Irish Fairy Tale Month that I'm so excited. Yes. Cannot, was, cannot wait. Um, it was so much fun. I'm so it. hyped on it. So, And I'm really excited to record another episode with you this weekend. Me too. I'm glad that we got to do one that's just the two of us because I feel like I haven't gotten to hang out with you just just us in uh, a few weeks, and I miss you. I miss you too. Yeah, we don't, and usually we have time to like talk for an hour before we start recording too. But not today. So <laughs> not today. I gotta go to the. Well, I get to go to the gym after this. You get trying to, to go to the gym, trying to do that thing where instead of saying I have to do something, I get to do something. <laughs> Ooh, I love I, that, like I, tricking your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get to move my body and mm-hmm. hang out with Adam and lift marshmallows because I'm very, very weak. <laughs> hey, whatever. That's how you that's how you get up to lifting, you know, one rock. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Good for you. Thanks. So uh, last week, I went to my coworker's uh, Valentine's Day cabaret, and it mm-hmm. was really fun. And there mm-hmm. was a shout out. I know, but no, I don't was think your coworker could. in the cabaret? Yes. Yeah. And That's he was so amazing. Cool. He was such, I didn't know he was such an amazing singer, first of all. Mm-hmm. And it was really cute. Like, it was just a really cute, flirty Valentine's Day play. Not gay enough for my uh, preference. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And the other cabarets I've seen, we've talked about this. We have talked about this. I yes. prefer a really gay cabaret, personally. Well, that's how, that's how they're, you know, supposed to be. They're supposed <laughs> to be very like f- the fringes of acceptable society, mm-hmm. i.e. queer as hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was a lot of like, women are like this and men are like this. And while it was still like funny... Hmm. It was also a little made me roll my eyes a lot. Yeah, uh, that's kind of. I mean, it it like that is funny. There is there is humor to be found there, but it, mm-hmm. that's also just um, heteronormative. Yeah. And exactly, women and are like I, cats, and men are dogs. And I oh don't my. know if I really believe in gender like that <laughs> no, uh, anymore at all. <laughs> so um, they did add one lesbian couple into the cabaret. Um, I don't know okay. if that was in, like the original. That's good. Play, but it was uh, that made me happy. But anyway, the point of me telling you that uh, shout okay. out any of my coworkers who listen to this. They probably don't, and they probably shouldn't. 
but Ben, you're amazing. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Ben sounds awesome. Ben, congratulations on being in a cabaret. That's that's rad as hell. I'm really happy for you. Doing community theater is the best. And lots and lots of people should do it. It's delightful yeah. and rewarding. So the point of that was there was a singer there that I was as soon as he started singing, I was like, okay, Josh Groban. And then my <laughs> brain went, oh my God, we never talked about you we never talked about Josh Groban as Sweeney Todd. I did. You have to tell me about that immediately. Okay. I'm going to tell you about it right now. <laughs> Thank you. We're doing it. Okay. So I went to Broadway in New York and I saw Josh Groban and hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, go get the program. I have my program and I want to make sure that I shout out the lady who played Mrs. Lovett because she was amazing too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to make sure she gets her proper's. Hell yeah. Um, not that she doesn't get her proper she's apparently actually kind of famous and she does Broadway a lot. So she's, you know, she got, she's getting her proper's, but it was mm-hmm. Josh Groban and Ashley Ashford were the, uh, two, uh, lead cast members playing a Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett respectively. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Um, I it was the it, idea of Josh Grubb and a Sweeney Todd because he seems like such a nice boy. You know what I mean? Like, uh huh. He does seem like such a nice boy. I don't want to be a negative Nancy. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but I'm going to be. <laughs> is it because he's a nice boy? The problem is, is that Josh Groban seems like a very nice boy, and uh-huh. that is not, and that, and and that is not, um, the vibe mm-hmm. for Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Was it because you have that perceived idea of him already? Because that's what how I feel like it would ruin it for me. Or was it really like kind of his whole acting and like? I think it was his acting, you yeah. know, no, no, like, and, and certainly, and certainly no, like, offense intended. And then also, it also could have been his director. He could have been directed to play it this way. So I'm mm-hmm. also not even saying that it's not, ne- that it was necessarily Josh Groban. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he can sing the part. Uh-huh. Like, he can sing it. He was so good. Like, he yeah. sounded beautiful. Nice. Um. And he and Ashley Ashford had great chemistry. Mm. They they were so cute together. They were so funny. The this the 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 climactic song of Act One where they sing, you know, have a little priest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is which is a song where they're supposed to be falling all over themselves, howling with laughter yeah. because of how gross and funny the other person is. <laughs> they nailed that song oh, so it. hard. It was so good. Oh, um, I wish I could live stream it. I wish you could live stream it too. Like it, yeah. like it was a good performance. I had mm-hmm. a really good time watching the show. Mm-hmm. Um, my only, my only, like, kind of quibble with it is that Josh Groban played Sweeney Todd as if he was just very sad. Oh, oh, and not yeah, mad. That's and- not that's not the feeling you're supposed to get when you watch Sweeney Todd. You're supposed uh-huh. to feel a little unsettled unhinged. and scared. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be losing it. Yeah. Not and not in a sad way, in a mm-hmm. manic way, which is supposed to be genuinely pretty scary. Yeah. What a delicious character to play, I bet. Just oh yeah. So uh I, I like just losing it and like angry and mm-hmm. I love that play. I love it so yeah. much. I even I even liked the movie. I thought that was fun. <laughs> The movie's great. The movie's Alan the movie's fine. In it. Yeah. Alan Rickman's in it. Um, I thought Helena Bonham Carter did a really nice job uh mm-hmm. doing Mrs. Lovett because I feel like she played it. She certainly played it unhinged. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She did. <laughs> Which she's very good at. She's so good at that. She's <laughs> very her good at that. Tea, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is what you cast her for. Uh-huh. Um and as much as like, you know, Johnny Depp is a like problematic figure these days. Yeah. Or has been forever. I don't know. I yeah. still I thought he did I thought he also did a nice job as Sweeney Todd. Like I didn't mm-hmm. hate it. I, I don't really... think he's I don't think he's got the pipes for it, but I think he's got the Fair. um the attitude. I really like that first song it. he does when it's it's the the world is filled. What is it? I don't care. Remember the it's line, like, but it's it's something about like it's London is big filled with pit. people who are filled with shit. Like yeah, or, and like the delivery like for that, he's like 
you can feel how pissed he is and how like oh yeah petty and resentful and bitter. Well, and he did a good job of like losing sight of he, he did a good job of losing the plot. Mm. You know, like they're like in Act One, Sweeney is still flirting a little bit with the idea of like rescuing his daughter. Uh huh. <laughs> And caring about what happened to her and caring about finding out what happened to his wife and caring, yeah. like, he still cares. He's not totally gone yet. Yeah. And then the flip over in act two, mm-hmm. he has totally lost sight of everything. And now he just wants to fucking get his back. He just wants to yeah. fucking kill people. <laughs> um, How fun. How do they do, do they do um, in the live version was it like bloody? Did they have any fun props with like ribbons or something? Like I'm just imagining like streamers coming out of like Um, they did it pretty realistically actually. Like they Ooh. they actually had um like uh Groban must have been crushing like blood capsules or something in his hands. Ooh, um that's spooky. so the set was like it was pretty minimalist. It was um a big sort of like steel overhang like you would have in a factory mm-hmm. that like raise up or down depending on what the scene was supposed to be and he had his barber chair and so like you know when he'd be like you know shaving people and then he would turn the barber chair so that you would see him and his victim in profile Mm -hmm. and then he would just like drag his razor across their neck and he would really make a show out of like slowly dragging it as if there actually was like skin and bone resistance oh my gosh um it was kind of it was kind it was it was pretty it was a it was an effective it was Uh effective um and so and he would be crushing blood capsules in his hand while he was doing it so it actually like you there was a lot of blood on everybody's like costumes oh my gosh can you imagine Um, working in the like costume department for that play I mean, no. <laughs> I don't know the first thing about how they made that work. My first thought when I saw it, it was like, wow, how do you get that out? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you don't. You just get a new shirt every night. I guess. <laughs> Maybe. But there's so many There's so many performances. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, look, like really, really great special effects, like really great singing. Um mm-hmm. And like really good acting. Like I, th- I think I think Josh Groban yeah. did a really good job of playing him sad. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it works for the play. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like that's not <laughs> as fun. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. And it kind of makes the plot not make sense because yeah. if he's just sad, if he's just mm-hmm. depressed, Aww. that changes the entire flavor of his relationship with Mrs. Lovett. Yep. It changes the entire flavor of his relationship to Joanna and his relation and and it makes him killing Mrs. L- wow, sorry. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah. <laughs> for Sweeney Todd if you haven't seen it. It's a very old musical if you and and a movie from many years ago. So you haven't seen it. Yep. You know, whatever. Um <laughs> him being depressed makes him flying into a rage at the end and killing Mrs. Lovett. Mhm. Uh just it just doesn't make as much sense. Yep. It just doesn't. It just doesn't track. Yeah, uh, quite quite as well. If he's just sad, why is he killing people like this? You yeah. don't. You don't. You don't go around murdering this many people because you're pretty bummed out because you've had a rough life. Like <laughs> 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 you do it because you're losing your mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, it was really good though. Like I had a wonderful time. Good. Oh, I'm so like glad for you that you got to go do that. That sounds like so much fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Um I would I would I would put it it was it was an eight out of ten experience. Nice. Did yeah. you do anything else in New York that was uh, men- mention worthy? I smoked weed for the first time in <laughs> some years. <laughs> That's fun. Um how was that? It was not fun. Oh no. <laughs> That's sorry. <laughs> I'm telling the story because it's all because it is funny. So uh-huh. like I was all I was already like a little tipsy because we went to a bottomless brunch mm. and uh Steven and um our friend Alex we went with Alex and Nyla mm-hmm. um they they wanted to smoke and so the and so in in New York you can just wander into a storefront and buy a fucking joint and so and we smoked it as we walked down the street but they bought one of like the they bought like a really intense one that has like mm. keef uh kind of in the um packaging mm-hmm. in in the um wrap uh 
which is like, so it just, it's an even more intense experience. And the rap was so cloying and sweet that it made me cough more, which made me higher. Um, <laughs> I very impulsively like, just like reached out was like, give me a puff. And they should yeah. have said no. And I shouldn't have asked, but that's what happened. Anyway, I was high as hell for the <laughs> next show we went to, which was, <laughs> which was Dracula, the musical. <gasps> oh my God. Why does that sound like so much fun though? <laughs> It was that one. That one was also a freaking riot. Like that was that was really good. They did a lot of fun things with like stage magic. Uh huh. In that oh one, God, and like, and they also it was like pretty queer. It was really Ugh, um, a dream. It's like it's like a it was a reimagined Dracula where Dracula canonically has the hots for both Jonathan and Mina. Uh huh. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I need this so badly in my life. That sounds amazing. It was pretty great. Um, <laughs> although, like, I think my favorite part of the musical was I don't you know, was it even a musical? I don't remember there being like any big songs. Um, it might have just been like Dracula Untold the Comedy or Dracula the Comedy or something like that, because I don't remember uh-huh. any songs. But my favorite part was super high. I was so high. So maybe that's why I don't remember any singing. <laughs> But so like it was it was six actors who did the entire play and played all of the characters. So each of them (laughs) were playing two to three characters and they were really making a meal out of like it being very obvious when they had to go change into a different character. Ah. (laughs) It was really funny. Um, And so but like the entrance for Dracula, I can send you a clip of it because it was all over the Internet for a little while um, where please. Is a very like the actor playing Dracula, very tall, very handsome, very blonde, ripped, like just shredded with muscle. <laughs> um, and he's just wearing leather pants and a vest. And the Amazing. doors, like the doors to his castle open, and like all of this mist pours out. And then the two, two of the the two women who play um Mina and Lucy are on stage playing like Dracula's attendants. And so they've got these little bottles, like these little spray bottles of like yet more mist and fog. And they're like spraying him with it <laughs> as he walks into it. And he walks in, like he's strutting. Uh-huh. He's doing some like fancy shit with his arms. He's running his hands through his hair. He's like flexing those muscles. Like it was very funny and really nice fun. to look at anyway. <laughs> That's what I did in New York. It was a good time. Oof. I could never, I don't think I could ever set foot in a theater while high. I think I would lose my like ever loving mind because <laughs> I, I regret I, doing it. <laughs> like I just be dry. I would just be uncomfortable and dry mouthed and like stupid the whole time. I don't know. I, I don't haven't gotten high very often in my life, but uh, mm-hmm. the times I have, I usually just like, I'm, I'm just boring <laughs> like, like you just shut down. I just shut down. I just I'm just kind of boring and my mouth is really dry and I'm uncomfortable and I want to draw. I want to like color stuff. <laughs> and I feel like being in a theater where you're around all these people and you can't move and I can't drink water like every 4 seconds and then I'd have to pee every 4 seconds. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it was exactly like that. Like Oof. I um shouldn't I shouldn't have done it. Oh, wow. I made a mistake. I It's a funny like, story. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because like, I, I think that there were in some ways it enhanced the play for me because there were some parts that like, I possibly found even funnier than they already mm-hmm. were. Um, yeah. But like, but it was also like, I don't remember the play very well. <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons my one of my one of the reasons my favorite part was in the first five minutes is because the middle is the middle is pretty fuzzy for me. Like, I don't remember it that well. Um, so oh, I, well. so anyway, don't go, don't go to anything you haven't already seen a million times. Hi, kids. Yeah. Being high is for watching a movie you've already seen 17 times. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then that's the moral of the story. And that's the moral of my story today. Oh, uh, well, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm sorry you had a rough time, but thank you for, uh, telling me that story i you're welcome it was it was a really good time like it was still it was still really fun um good good trip overall i think good yeah all right well before we get into the story today i do want to give a shout out uh, a special shout out to someone who emailed us 
Logan, thank you for emailing us. And I wanted to give a quick shout out to Logan's amazing, wonderful, amazing, fantastic princess fiance, Shelby. Yay, Shelby. Shelby and Logan, thank you both so much for listening to the podcast. And uh, congratulations you. on your June June 1st wedding. That sounds very exciting. Yes, please send us pictures. Absolutely. We do require pictures of your nuptials. Mm-hmm. We love weddings. Oh yeah, I love see. I gosh, I love weddings. Uh, please send us everything, <laughs> everything you do. Absolutely. And thanks for listening to the show. I know. I love getting that email. That was really great. I know. I also love how many uh, delightful adjectives there are in front of Shelby's name. Yeah, Shelby sounds Shelby, like the fucking coolest. You sound really amazing, <laughs> and it sounds like Logan is pretty into you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty into you considering he's, you're getting married and he's pretty into you i guess <laughs> uh so it is even though this episode's a little bit late it is still black history month it sure is <laughs> so i was really excited to find this book called her stories african-american folk tales fairy tales and true tales by virginia hamilton <gasps> And if you don't know who Virginia Hamilton is, uh, she is a prize-winning children's author. So Amazing. Yeah. So okay. I'm going <laughs> to – my cat's meowing at the door. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. But go away. Oh, my God. She was so annoying. Get out of here. This morning, she literally would not stop chirping and meowing at me all fucking morning. Like, And I gave her treats. I gave her cuddles. I played with her. I paid attention to her. And it was not enough. I don't know what she needed. But I was not giving it to her, clearly. Nope. So anyway. You were you were ignoring her suffering. Yes. Poor thing. The monster. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this tale is called Lana and Catwoman. It is from the supernatural section of the book. And I really highly recommend this book. It has some really fun stories in it. I had a hard time picking which one I wanted to read. Um, It has sections from her animal tales, her fairy tales, her supernatural, her folkway and legends, and her true tales. So it's a really cool book and it has a lot of – it's one of those books where it retells the fairy tale or folk tale and also has some information about who uh, originally – not originally told it, but who told the person who wrote it down about it. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, so like some information on like the the informant as they like to say like in – uh, yeah, the informant stories. and also some tales or some uh, information about like where you can find more of these tales in African-American <gasps> folk tales yes! or if they come That's from Africa. So cool. Sometimes um, there's a really great mermaid tale that I really liked. I'm not going to tell it today, but um, it's like African Portuguese. Ooh. So it's really fun. Anyway. Oh, wow. I love this book already. Okay. I know. It's awesome. It's one of the ones I got uh, during Yule when I went crazy and bought a bunch of different books. So, yeah. Give me three predictions for Lana and Catwoman. Catwoman is evil. <laughs> evil. 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 Well, mm, mm. <laughs> mm. You gonna backtrack on that one? <laughs> nah, I'm gonna let it ride. I'm letting okay. it ride. I'm trying to think about what I, what do I want? <laughs> what do you want? What do I want? Lana and Catwoman. <laughs> it's funny when I read this story. I feel like to read it, I have to. I really have to like kind of give myself a little, just just a little bit of a southern accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Catwoman was once a normal human lady. Okay. There will be important food. Ooh. Important food. I just spent a long time this morning talking to one of our um, merchants at the market about traditional African-American foods and their importance. So I'm really really on an important food. Okay. Mindset. Well, let's do it. This is Lana and Catwoman. 
Pretty Polly was to marry young Samuel from way up the road. But there was a girl named Lana said that Samuel belonged to her. She said Polly had tricked him and that she was going to get him back. I should have guessed Lana was the villain. I don't know. You don't know that yet. Maybe Polly really sucks. (laughs) Probably not. She got named first. (laughs) (laughs) She's Polly's probably great. (laughs) And she's pretty, which means she's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's usually. Well, yeah, that's usually how it goes. She went to the conjure woman named Catwoman. Fear her. Woman had money to burn. She had the power. Everybody knew about her and most stayed away from her. For her life depended on something all of us have, but few of us will sell. Ooh, what? Oh my God, read that line again. (laughs) For her life depended on something all of us have, but few of us will sell. Oh my God, that's so intriguing. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think it is? Um, All of us have, but few of us will sell our integrity. No. <laughs> no, no, lots of people will sell yeah, that. I was going to say. <laughs> um, our souls. Okay. You're going to find out in this next couple sentences here. Lana had got word that Catwoman would help her. But first, Lana had to give Catwoman a suck of her blood. Catwoman. I was going to guess that there was going to be important blood. God damn it. <laughs> you should have. Catwoman, she of albino skin, was a her vampire. And she fooled Lana and said she needed her blood to make charm against the pretty Polly most powerful. It Those won't be much, Lana girl. vampires. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it won't be much, Lana girl, Catwoman said. She forced her sharp teeth into Lana's neck and sucked her fill. I'm telling you true. Afterward, Lana went on home, dragging her legs as limp as a dish rag. So, like, she didn't kill her. She just yeah. drank some of her blood. Yeah, but she couldn't walk. Like, she had to drag herself home. She should have, uh, she should have brought a snack. Like, what blood source gives you? Cookies and juice. Exactly. Cookies and juice. And just hang out for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Catwoman hadn't even taken some money. She told Lana to buy some food with it and fill her belly. When they lay away that Polly girl, murmured Catwoman, never did talk loud. You come back for a charm. It will spring your Samuel closer to you than a sick puppy to a warm fire. Catwoman laughed. They See, say the Catwoman. sound of her laughter came off a breath that had no life to it, only death and darkness. Ooh, gosh, I love Catwoman. Catwoman sounds so cool. <laughs> Uh, she also sounds like she's on the up and up because she took a lot of her blood and then she gave her money for a snack. I mean, she wanted kind of really just like blood source does. So you fed a lady who needs your blood to live. Mm -hmm. That's not her fault. And then she gave you money for food. (laughs) And she's going to get rid of your romantic rival. This seems like a really good transaction. When Lana got home, she lay down at once and could hardly lift her head from the pillow, but she was satisfied. Soon, pretty Polly grew sick and tired and took to bed. The rumor was that Polly wouldn't ever have old bones in her body. Aww. And like, I think that means she won't grow old. Mm-hmm. Wow. So poor Polly. Poor Polly. Young Samuel was frantic over Polly. The doctor came to look at her. He said there was nothing he could see. From then on, Samuel knew the worst. He knew that Lana had put a spell on Polly. Oh, I he immediately suspects Lana. Uh-huh. So he no knows. No question. Yeah. Samuel went to the city to find the conjure woman Lana had gone to. He would pay for a better spell than Lana's. Ooh. Word about the her vampire catwoman was on the street. Samuel found out where she lived. She opened the door just as he was about to knock. She had on a white turban and a white gown. Her face was covered in rice powder to hide its foul-smelling rot. Ooh. The descriptions of Catwoman are the best. I love it. Samuel felt his flesh creep. Said the her vampire's arms moved like a bird's wings opening and shutting on a warm day. Her nails would sheath and unsheath like a cat's claws. But it was her eyes, Samuel said later. They bulged out at you, wet, shiny, like marble. 
You okay? Well, hmm. <laughs> no, I love her. <laughs> I absolutely adore Catwoman, no, but also not not us adoring the white lady who eats all of these young black people. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> We're like, yes, yes. <laughs> Villa hashtag villain sympathizer. <laughs> villain sympathizers. <laughs> she told him, I know why you come here, but I want to hear you say it. Then Samuel told her about pretty Polly's poor state of health. The her vampire murmured, My price for saving her is a suck of your young blood. Are you willing mm. to pay the price? You can get as much blood as you want from the slaughterhouse, he told her. I want it strong Sammy. and fresh from young veins. She grinned at yeah. him. It ta- everyone who loves a vampire story knows it tastes better if it comes from humans. Yeah, it's not it's not going to be filling or satisfying if it comes from an animal. Duh. Duh. <laughs> she grinned at him. It was then Samuel saw her pointed cat's teeth. Mm. She led him to her couch. I was most hypnotized, he was to say. She sat down beside him, her arms around his chest. He felt her teeth break the skin on his neck and sink in. She seemed to purr, and then she sucked his blood. Ooh. Here, before we go on too further, I want to show you a picture of her. <laughs> and obviously, we'll post it to the Instagram. <gasps> Ooh. Isn't that great? <gasps> she Very does cat- look badass. Very cat-like. <laughs> Very cat-like. Like, she looks scary. Mm-hmm. I love the robes too, how they're like draping down and like ribbons. Mm-hmm. I also I love the detail in the picture of um Samuel's silhouette mm-hmm. uh, on the bottom good. of her robes. This is really cool art. Oh yeah, the artwork is amazing. I would definitely be posting all that. After she drank her fill, she told him, Your girl would be well by the time you get home. Just remember, I can spell her whenever I want. You will come back here many times to give me more blood. Don't forget. Samuel barely made it home, but he found Polly sitting in a chair and eating everything in sight. Oh, yay. Good for Polly. Meantime, Lana was beside herself. She'd heard Polly was well, and though Lana stuffed herself like a pig, she seemed to be drying up into an old hag. Oh, so like reverse. Mm-hmm. Uno reverse. <laughs> Uno reverse. Samuel just Una reversed that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so she dragged herself to Catwoman's door. She drags herself everywhere. She she's not well. <laughs> Is Lana? Or maybe she's just dramatic. I don't know at this point. Ooh, I love that energy for her too. <laughs> Lana's such a drama queen. <laughs> She fussed at Catwoman for not taking care of her. She got sassy with the her vampire. Why'd she have to do that? Like, oh, it's asking. Why indeed? That. Why'd she have to do that? It's definitely you can hear the like oral storytelling in this story, which Absolutely. is always really fun. You can you can hear the auntie who's telling you this story. Yes, which is also why I feel like I need just like the slightest tinge of a southern accent to be able mm-hmm. to tell Absolutely. it correctly. But it feels really <laughs> awkward too. <laughs> to We're not that. southern. No. <laughs> Or African-American. <laughs> yep. Catwoman grabbed her and shook her like a wet rag. Lana fainted. Catwoman thought she'd broken her neck. She lost her head, sent for the him vampire. Between them, they carried Lana to the canal to dump her. A policeman happened by and saw them. The she him vampire. Sorry. <laughs> the she him vampire. I wish. The she him vampire. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the non-binary vampire. <laughs> The him vampire took off. The other police couldn't catch him. They managed to hold on to Catwoman. She went to jail and was given no bailout. Aw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I guess. Thus ends her reign of terror. The too circuit bad. Ju- the circuit judge wasn't due for a while. The newspapers had all the pictures of her. Just awful to see. Yet the story ended just about the way you'd expect. Lana got well, but she never tried any more nonsense over Pretty Polly. Pretty Polly went courting her Samuel and baking cakes and pies with her mama and roasting turkey and hog. Goodness. So cute. Does it say goodness in the story? Mm -hmm. Goodness. Goodness. (laughs) So cute. 
I want to see the old woman telling this for sure. Like 100%. So cute. And the her vampire, Catwoman, in the end, she stayed in jail so long that she had no way to get blood. She died, of course. People said it was foolish to mess with the poison weed. Said just pull it up and throw it in the sun and let its roots die. Catwoman, the her vampire, was sent back to the bad she come from. And good riddance. The end. So. Dang. I know. Wasn't that fun? That was fun. Obviously, my fix is that Catwoman escapes and continues her mysterious rampaging. As she deserves. (laughs) Keep eating people, queen. (laughs) I mean... Although I do, I love, I love Samuel and he can't like, he knew immediately mm-hmm. and saved his princess. Oh. Me too. I do love that he like, so this also, I feel like it's also like a good, like spooky Valentine's day story. It's Ooh, a good double yeah. whammy. Definitely. I'm so on top of it. Yeah, you are <laughs> just so thematically just on it for all, for February. Yeah. I love themes. Can you tell I work in marketing? Because <laughs> <laughs> I love gimmick, stupid gimmicky stuff. Okay. Uh, so there's a really cool par- uh, couple of paragraphs after the story that tells you a little bit more about it. So it says, mm-hmm. this her vampire tale may be the only one of its kind for bloodsuckers, man, woman, or child, are rare in African-American stories, but not voodoo women and conjuration. Mm-hmm. So the setting of this story is on the west bank of the Mississippi River. The time period is not long after the Civil War, but before splitting up of the area's large sugar plantations. New Orleans was famous for its voodoo or conjure women, such as Marie Laveau, who is the most powerful of the New Orleans voodoo queens. Ooh. Uh, is that the same character as in um, Amer- the American Horror Story, like witches season? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, voodoo, also known as Vodun, is a religion derived from Africa and religious cult worship. The her vampire in the tale above is described as a conjure woman who deals with magic spells and voodoo. So it's kind of like a rare tale, which is kind of fun that they included it in here. Yeah. It's like vampire stories aren't as common, I guess. Mm-hmm. So anyway. I that's so exciting. But I also like I love um I love stories about like voodoo women. Hell yeah. Why right? Wasn't that I great? Think voodoo is so cool. I want I feel like I wish it would have been longer and more had more i loved the descriptions of catwoman i thought that was really fun mm-hmm. um yeah i agree with you that the perfect fix is catwoman uh kills a guard and yeah. gets away she mysteriously escapes and mm-hmm. other mysterious things happen and we get more stories <laughs> yeah that's what i want i want the saga of catwoman Absolutely. As usual. Um, I got one point. I got yep. one point. One point. Boop. Catwoman Is was certainly evil. quite evil. <laughs> she was evil. <laughs> we don't know if Catwoman was ever once a normal human lady. Yep. Not part of the story. No. And um, I don't know. There really wasn't any like featured important food. So No, not really. Goodness. It's all good. <laughs> Goodness. She makes them a lot of important food at the end, but it's not like the food was not important to the story. So No. I guess the important food could be blood. It could be. <laughs> it was important to Catwoman. She needed it to live and she died in jail. You know what? I'm gonna give you half a point. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, let's say I'll you get one and a half point. points. <laughs> So the story that I am about to tell you was um, suggested by our redacted guests from this past weekend. Woohoo! <laughs> it is the story of Little Saddle Slut. <laughs> Little Saddle Slut. Fucking amazing. I can't remember anything redacted said about this. <laughs> uh, so, how, do I get uh, three pre- full predictions? Yes, um, it is a Greek story, and that is all I am going to tell you. It is called Little Saddle Slut. (laughs) It's a Greek story, and I like saying saddle slut. (laughs) Okay, actually, I'm remembering one thing, so I won't use that for my predictions. I mean, it could be wrong, too, but anyway. Oh, my God, saddle slut. That's so good. So I'm going to 
predict a talking horse. Love it. Okay. I want to predict a curse. Okay. Oh, and you said it's a Greek story, so I want to predict there's a goddess. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Hit me with it. Little saddle slut. (laughs) Um. I do want to just say real quick, so I, I got this story um, off of fairytales.com. Amazing. Love Shout out to fairytales. Love them. Um, this story was collected by a German uh, named Edmund Martin Geldart, and he collected it in 1867 uh, when he was traveling to Greece. He worked as a teacher in Greece for a number of years and really fell in love with Greek culture. And he collected a lot of Greek folktales while he was down there. And so this story is from his collection, Folklore of Modern Greece, The Tales of the People. Oh, strap in. (laughs) Okay, hold on, I'm gonna get comfortable. (laughs) Lean back, I'm ready. Stretch, get ready. Mm -hmm. There were once three sisters spinning flax. And they said, whosoever the spindle falls on, let us kill her and eat her. Oh, my God. It's such a strong start. Just starts off real strong. Yeah. So good. (laughs) The mother's spindle fell and they left her alone. Again, they sat down to spin. And again, the mother's spindle fell and again and yet again. Oh, well, said the sisters. Let us eat her now. Oh, my God. Cool. No, said the youngest. Do not eat her. Eat me if flesh she will have. Ugh, of course, the youngest. The noble I one. Know. The noble one. Always. <laughs> Boring. Boring. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> she won't even eat her own mother. Ugh, what, a, what a bummer. But they would not. And two of them killed their mother and cooked <gasps> her for eating. Nice. S- still a strong start. Strong start. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a strong opening. <laughs> <laughs> when they had sat down to make a meal of her, they said to the youngest, come and eat too. But she refused. And yeah. she sat down on a saddle, which the fowls were covering with filth and wept Aww. and upbraided them. Wait, What? She sat down on a saddle, which the fowls were covering with filth and wept and upbraided them. So upbraided is just, she yelled at them. Mm. And I assume there's a lot of chickens. I heard braided and I was like. She braided them. (laughs) What? (laughs) She's like sitting there braiding their feathers. (laughs) Many a time they said to her, come and eat, but she would not. And when they had done eating, they all went away. Then the youngest, whom they called Little Saddle Slut, <laughs> gathered all... <laughs> Why? Does slut mean something different in this story? I don't know. It must. I couldn't find... I you couldn't find why or how. Old Greek. Word slut. <laughs> Maybe it'll become clear later in the story. Um... The only other thought that I had for this was like, it could just mean like dirty. Hmm. Okay. But like, but I don't know, but like dirty in a sexual way. I don't know. Like, um, maybe messy where, where goddesses sluts. I Googled it. No, I found it. I, you know what? I did. I found it in the Wikipedia in a Wikipedia article. It originally meant a dirty, slovenly woman. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. Little saddle slut. <laughs> <laughs> Still funny. Hilarious. Uh, she gathered all the bones together and buried them underneath the grate and smoked them every day with incense for 40 days. And after the 40 days were out, she went to take them away and put them in another place. And when she lifted up the stone, she was astonished at the rays of light which it set forth, and raiment was found there, like unto the heavens and the stars, the spring with its flowers, the sea with its waves, and many coins of every kind, and she left them where she found them. 
Afterwards, her sisters came and found her sitting on the saddle and jeered at her. On Sunday, her sisters went to church. Mm. Are they allowed in a church anymore? I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so did that witch. That one witch, but from Buttercup, so. That's true. Who knows? Gotta keep up appearances. Oh, we're not Mm -hmm. totally cannibals. Who ate our mother? No. So... On Sunday, her sisters went to church. Then she too arose. She washed and attired herself, putting on the garment that was as the heavens with the stars, and went to church, taking with her a few gold pieces in her purse. When she went into the church, all the people were amazed and could not gaze upon her by reason of the brightness of her garments. Hmm. She just blinded them. Wow. When she left the church, the people followed her to see whither she went. Then she filled her hand with money from her bag and cast it in the way, and so she kept throwing it down all the way she went, so that they might not get near her. Mm. Then the crowd scrambled for the coins and left her alone, and straight away she went into her house, changed her clothes, and put on her old things, and sat upon the saddle. You'd think they would follow her more if she were just throwing out money. Right? That was my first, but you know, money. I feel like you'd get a lot closer, but maybe she stopped throwing money at a certain point and then just kind of left after they were all scrambling. For the coins mm-hmm. on the ground. Oh, there you go. Like know. they're fighting over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got. All right. Her sisters came home from church and said to her, where are you, wretch? Come and let us tell you how there came into the church a maiden more glorious than the sun, who had yeah. such garments on as you could not look on. So brightly did they gleam and shine. And she strewed money on the way. Look, see what a lot we have picked up. Why did you not come to? Worse luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> I do like love that they call her like a wretch, but they also refuse to eat her. Like they're like, no, we're gonna eat mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's some sisterly affection there, probably. Maybe. Maybe they Maybe. just think she's gross. Oh, too gross to eat. Maybe that's it. You are welcome to what you picked up. I don't want it, said she. Next Sunday they went to church again and she did the same. Then they went another Sunday, and just as she was flinging the money, she lost her shoe among the crowd and left it behind her. Now the king's son was following her, but could not catch her. The story is, like, so random. Like, it's just <laughs> filled with, like, little, like, now this is happening. <laughs> Those are like, fun. it doesn't even explain why they ate their mom. Like, it doesn't, like, not even a throwaway line of they were very poor. <laughs> yeah. I just like the idea that they are, like... Scary monsters, actually. <laughs> hmm They're just like excellent. little spider kids, and they're like, Nasty. I like that. Spooky. So the king's son was following her, apparently, but he could not catch her, and he only found her shoe. And he said to himself, Whose foot this shoe exactly fits without being either too large or too small? I shall take her for my wife. So this yeah. is uh, a Cinderella variant. Oh, yeah. I'm Sorry. getting that. I got mm-hmm. that. Getting that vibe. And how specific, just like your shoe size won't fit and, like, anyone else in the whole in the whole town. Yep. Also, like, how does he know that when he just sees the shoe? Like, mm-hmm. you don't see any flaws in your plan there, buddy? Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. That, uh, that he- meme of like, I don't remember if it's a meme or a cartoon, but it was something like he's just really into feet. Just really, really into feet. He knows feet. Yeah. And he <laughs> and wanted to hold like, a lot of different women's feet. Yeah. And the like the handler is just like, Prince, that doesn't make any sense. And he's just like, You shut up. You I'll cut your head off. Show me your feet. And he's like just <laughs> using it as an excuse to look at women's feet. <laughs> I think the more that I'm talking about it, I think it was just a TikTok skit somebody did. But I think I've seen the same one, but it was like, it was hilarious. Like, that's a, that's a, (laughs) you probably sent it to me. I probably did, or someone did. Or vice versa. So good. It's, that's a perfect Cinderella joke. Show me them piggies or something. Show me those piggies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. So the prince went to all the women he knew and had them try it on. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. 
freak. I love this. I love this so much. That is a perfect interpretation. He just wants to look at a lot of ladies' feet. It's the only thing that makes sense, honestly. It's his excuse. <laughs> Who? Okay, so none of the women he knows uh, fit this shoe. So then little saddle sluts sisters came to her and spoke as follows. You go and try. Perhaps it will fit you. Okay. So I, they're, they do love her. I don't know. They're just I giving so. her a hard time. <laughs> yeah. They're just calling her a wretch for funsies. Yeah. It's just and she is She is a little, she sits on that little dirty saddle all the time. So she's a saddle <laughs> slut. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sisters fight, Ted. Sister fight, Ted. (laughs) Get away with you, said she. Do you think he will put the shoe on me and get it covered with filth? Do not make fun of me. The prince had taken all the houses in turn. So he came at length to the house of little saddle slut and his (laughs) servants told her to come and try on the shoe. Don't make fun of me, she says. However, she went down, and when the prince saw her, he knew the shoe was hers and said to her, Do you try on the shoe? Show me them piggies. Show me those piggies. He likes them dirty. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're a dirty girl. <laughs> I'm also just remembering that Cinderella was like the mean nickname. Like, her name's not Cinderella, but like the Cinders. I totally forgot about that. Yep. Yep. Cinderella is her mean nickname. God, I like saddle sluts so much more. I think saddle sluts hilarious. Like saddle <laughs> sluts a great name. Cinderella is too close to like what someone's actual name could be. Like obviously yeah, her name sounds is Ella, pretty. You know, or maybe that's just because we grew up with it. Like hearing maybe the name. Anyway. It's uh, totally totally possible, but Ella is a totally mm-hmm. normal name to have. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it sounds saddle pretty. slut takes some creativity. It's got like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very funny word <laughs> mean older sisters saddle slut <laughs> uh. so with the greatest of ease she put on the shoe and it fit her then said the prince to her I will take you to wife don't make fun of me she answered so may your youth be happy she's so insecure <laughs> yeah she is <laughs> Were you talking about me behind my back? I know it. (laughs) Nay, but I will marry you, said he, and he took her and made her his wife. Then she put on her fairest robes. When a little child was born to her, real time jump here, like huge fast forward. Okay. Her sisters came to see it. And when she was helpless and alone, they took her and put her into a chest and carried her off and threw her into a river. And oh the river cast God. her forth upon a desert. <laughs> what? <laughs> the story is the story has some twists and turns. This is fucking Jesus. wild. Jesus. That's why I told you to buckle up. Look, <laughs> her sisters are I mean, I kind of love them though. It's fun. <laughs> They're fun. They are fun. They're just being silly. They're just, just, just having a good silly. time. You've seen silly gooses. Sisters fight, Ted. Let's eat our mom. <laughs> let's let's steal our sister. Let's steal our niece. You should marry the prince, slut. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, hold on. They threw her into a river, and then what happened? I heard something about a desert, but I think... Oh, uh, yeah. The river cast her forth into a desert. Okay. And in the desert, there was a half-witted old woman. And when she saw the chest, she cut it up for firewood and took it away for that purpose. And when she had broken it open and saw someone alive in it, she got up and made off. <laughs> this is you're coming home with Who? me. <laughs> no, no, she just left. She leaves the print. She leaves oh. saddle slut alone. Oh. Little like saddle slut. The baby saddle slut. <laughs> baby saddle slut? Yeah, isn't this the baby? No, no, this is this is this is little saddle slut. Oh, I thought little saddle slut had a baby. She did have a baby. This the story is not very well like written. I'm sorry. Um, I'm no, it, it is confusing because there's a lot of jumping around. Um, she had a little child, 
Mm-hmm. Her sisters came to see it. Yeah. And when they got her alone, they they put her in the chest. Oh, I thought they put the baby in the chest. Nope. They put uh they put saddle slut. <laughs> that makes it better, I feel like. <laughs> Cause they're still just giving her their sister a hard time. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I thought they stole her baby and that it was yeah, okay. No, the baby is fine. Um okay. her sisters are like diabolical, but like thus far, not baby killers. Thus far. Thus far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the princess was left alone and heard the wolves howling, and the swine, and the lions, and she sat and wept and prayed to God, Oh God, give me a little hole in the ground that I might hide my head in it and not hear the wild beasts. That's not how it works, but... I. And yet God, God still gave her what she asked for. <laughs> Godspeed, little saddle slut. <laughs> little saddle slut. <laughs> Again, she said, Oh God, give me one a little larger that I may get in up to my waist. And he gave her one of those two. And she besought him again a third time. And he gave her a cabin with all she wanted in it. And there she dwelt. And whatever she said, her bidding bidding was done forthwith. Dang. Okay. Yeah. She should have just asked for the cabin up front immediately. Yeah. Or just, can I I go back home? (laughs) Thanks. Mm -hmm. Can I go home? (laughs) I want a traveling ring. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I yes, I want a teleportation ring, please. Mm-hmm. For instance, when she wanted to eat, she would say, "Come table with all that is wanted. Come food, come spoons and forks and all things needful." And straight away, they all got ready, and when she finished, she would ask, "Are you all there?" And they would answer, "We are." <laughs> now she's Beauty and the Beast princess. She's talking to the furniture. <laughs> She's just actually like losing her mind. Yeah, I think she's just none of that stuff's uh, happening. Nope. She is losing. She actually killed that old woman and she she's living in her house. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like surviving off of like her corpse. She oh is a my god. Um Kelsey, I thought the exact same thing when I first <laughs> read the story. I was like, she's hallucinating. <laughs> this is a mirage. Amazing. <laughs> she's like dying of dehydration in the desert, and the only thing that's keeping her alive is like <laughs> eating this old woman. that's definitely a fix Mm -hmm. one day the prince came into the wilderness to hunt and seeing the cabin he went to find out who was inside and when he got there he knocked at the door and she saw him and knew him from afar and said who is knocking at the door because she decides to be coy (laughs) why (laughs) it is I let me in said he he's still hallucinating (laughs) she's still hallucinating (laughs) and in a twinkling the doors opened and he entered he went upstairs and found her seated on a chair good day to you said he welcome said she and straight away all that was in the room also cried out welcome (gasps) (laughs) oh no (laughs) come chair she cried and one came at once (laughs) sit down she said to him and down he sat and when she had asked him the reason of his coming she bade him stay and dine and afterwards depart (laughs) i don't know why it's because she's it's because she's hallucinating like (laughs) this isn't really happening this is not really happening oh her brain is inventing a reason for him to be there and then and then for her to not leave this place immediately and go back to a real house yeah not in a desert oh um, he agreed and straight away she gave her orders come table with all the covers and forthwith they presented themselves and he was sore amazed come basin she cried come jug pour water for us to wash come food in ten courses and immediately all that she ordered made its appearance afterwards when the meal was ended the prince tried to hide a spoon and put it in his shoe because he's a klepto in addition to a foot fetishist <laughs> And when they rose from table, she said, table, have you all your covers? Yes, I have. Spoons, are you all there? All, they said, except one which said, I'm in the prince's shoe. (laughs) Narc, shut up. (laughs) Isn't that his wolf? Like, why does he have to steal a spoon? (laughs) I know. I don't know. I'm... (laughs) 
<laughs> it's unclear whether or not he recognizes her at all, to be honest. That's fair. And it doesn't really get clearer. <laughs> then she cried again as though she had not heard, Are you all there, spoons and forks? And as soon as the prince heard her, because he hadn't heard her before, he got rid of it on the sly and blushed. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to have to murder her. For reasons. (laughs) And she said to him, why did you blush? Don't be afraid. I am your wife. Then she told him how she got there. Like you taking the silverware isn't stealing. We own the stuff together. This is our stuff. (laughs) You can have the spoon. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Go on. Oh, my God. Um, Then she told him how she got there and how she fared. And they hugged and kissed each other. And she ordered the house to move. And it did move. And when they came near the town, all the world came out to see them. Then the prince gave orders for his wife's sisters to be brought before him, and they brought them, and he hewed them in pieces. (gasps) And henceforth, they lived happily, and may we live more happily still the end. Yes, may we please live more happily than that, (laughs) because, jeez. And that is the tale of Little Little Saddle Slut. Amazing. That was super good. I loved it. Yeah. It was a ride, a wild ride. I think she went into the desert and was just hallucinating. And that's- 100%. That's my favorite story. <laughs> like, none of the rest of this happened. Like, <laughs> because it increasingly, I don't, and I feel like the text supports it because it increasingly just doesn't make sense. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it starts off like, kind of weird and just gets weirder and just gets weirder and people behave in very strange ways that are not explained. Like I don't understand why she goes to the church and scatters money around in those nice clothes and then changes back into it. Like usually a story will give you a little more info on like what the point is. And also we don't know why God is helping her because usually it's because you did something especially pious. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's also like she doesn't seem to really remember like that she did that. Ooh, I oh, okay. Here's when an he angle. Come, when he comes with like asking about like with the shoe, that whole part, like she seems surprised and like, don't make fun, don't of, make me. fun of me. And it's like, but couldn't you just be like revealo and like have your shoe like, right? Your clothes and money. <laughs> And I was expecting we were going to get like a detailed treatment of her wearing every outfit, a la mm-hmm. Alfer. Yeah. What is the what's the origin of this story? Did you talk about that? Um, this is just, I told I talked about the guy that collected it. He just collected it in Greece. In Greece. Um, okay. I tried to look up like to see if there if there was like a Wikipedia article for Little Saddle Slut, and I did not yeah. find one. Yeah, I was wondering, maybe there's like a little bit of a translation. Um, there may be. If, if anyone found it, it would be um, the fairy tellers. And yep, I believe, that's true. I believe they have an episode on Little Saddle Slut. So. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to go listen to that one. Yeah, we'll have to go listen to that one and then report back because I haven't, I haven't listened to that one. <laughs> um, but. Do you know what episode it is? I don't. Little saddle slut. Little saddle slut. I don't know. I kind of like the angle that like, maybe, maybe she's always been a little. (laughs) Yeah. Not quite all there. Did they really eat her mother or did she just imagine that? Mm -hmm. And maybe her sisters this entire time have just been kind of like afraid of her. And trying to appease her or trying to foist her off on other people. Um, And then when she has a child, they're worried about the kid. And so that's why they shove her in a trunk and ship her down river. Yep. Ooh, I like that one too. I think that might be my, I think that might be my fix. Yep. I think that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Yep. Little Saddle Slut is an unreliable narrator. 
Uh, that that was really fun. I enjoyed it. I did not know what was coming. I think I got zero points. You got zero points. I am really falling behind on these points. I'm there pulling ahead. Of, there was kind of a curse. The sisters were the curse. <laughs> or if fun. like maybe she's cursed with madness. <laughs> she's that cursed was, with madness. With madness. Hey, That's you know nice. what? I like it when I don't get a point, but... I get um, a point for the fix. <laughs> yes, yes, that was that was an excellent fix for it. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. Well, because sometimes you have to fix it with what you were hoping to see, which is why we make our predictions yeah. of like that's what we wanted. Yeah, and if you don't get it, sometimes you have to fix it with what you yeah, wanted. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. I am really doing poorly on these points. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't keep track. <laughs> It's <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> well, on on that on that note, uh we're we're done. We're done with this episode. A uh, bit of we a bit of a again. short one for y'all today. Um but two incredible stories, so I hope you will forgive us. Thank you for listening to Fairy Tale Fix. If you enjoyed the show, Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple or Audible uh, or five stars on Spotify. Pretty much anywhere they'll let you leave us any sort of feedback. Uh, we would appreciate uh, seeing your feedback and it helps other people find the show. If you love the show, like really love it, and you want to support us, you uh, can get extra episodes, merch, books, and other bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash. And you can also find us on social medias of various types at Fairytale Fix Pod. And as always, we are reachable through our email. If you have uh, favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, any thoughts about our stories, just want to say hi, want to shout out, you know, on the podcast, you can send us an email at info at fairytalefixpod.com. And Catwoman mysteriously disappeared, escaped from jail killing sadly killing a guard but he totally deserved it because <laughs> he was a dick and kept you know causing trouble elsewhere yeah around, around mississippi and it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> that fix rules <laughs> and little saddle slut is an unreliable narrator who was always quite mad <gasps> her sisters did their best to appease her and they were content to let her live because they did love her, despite it all. Up until the very end after she bore a child and fearing for their sweet little niece or nephew's life, they put little saddle slut in a chest and shipped her off to the desert where she hallucinated the whole rest of the story. The she end. murdered that old woman. <laughs> she definitely murdered that old woman. <laughs> and they all lived, except for little saddle slut. <laughs> Happily, Happily ever, ever after. after the end. The end. <laughs>